Is there a difference between what you do at work from day to day and your calling in life? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, you're watching Inverse here. In the studio with me are my friends, and we are in the Inverse studio, I mentioned that, yep. and we are talking about <laughs> careers and callings. And there's a difference between those two, especially when we look at the topic of the will of God in this 13-week arc that we are in. There's some profound insights we're going to get from Scripture. We are going to study the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1 through chapter 2, somewhere in there. But before we do, I'm going to ask the Lord for a prayer, or we'll ask Israel to the Lord, for the Lord. I'll pray. You're going to pray yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 pray for we'll us. Do that, yeah, do I'll it. pray. <laughs> Father in heaven, we ask for your blessing to be with us as we talk about this very important topic in Scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Callie, can you read for us? Let's go to chapter 1 of Nehemiah, verse 11. That's the last last verse. And pick up into chapter 2, about about verse 9. Okay. O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. And it came to pass in the months of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. Therefore the king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen also, sitting beside him, How long will your journey be, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Furthermore, I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me, according to the good hand of my God upon me. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river, and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Mm. Okay, thanks, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, this is a long passage, and we want to encourage you out there that when Scripture is being read, read Scripture along with us in your own Bible, or online, or on your phones, or actually on the screen. But too often when it comes to these long passages, because we've of. lost the, the, what's that? You kind of zone out. You zone oh, out. Yeah. You really zone out. And that's yeah. just kind of a, 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 a disease of, of our generation that we need yeah. to prevent. For those of you who are wondering what are we doing from week to week, you can also go to inversebible.org and see our Bible study guides there. And in this arc of knowing God's will, we go from how, to know, how do we know God's will to the foundation of God's will Friends, marriage, sexuality, uh, children, uh, all these other things that we talk about that are incorporated in, in the topic of God's will. So today, we are in Nehemiah, and Callie has read this passage. I have. Jonathan, what's mm-hmm. going on here? 
Well, we, uh, if you really want to know what's going on, you just go back into the archives and watch two seasons ago. We had an entire season on the Book of Nehemiah. Yes. But uh, to summarize it here, Nehemiah is uh, a an, an descendant of the uh, exiles who lived in the you know, Babylonian Medo-Persian Empire. Mm -hmm. And he has um, become the cupbearer of the king. Mm -hmm. He's in a high position in the royal court. And uh, we are here in the 5th century uh, B.C., and now uh, he has a burden for his city. Jerusalem is in ruins. He wants to rebuild the walls. He's mm -hmm. recognizing that calling on his life. And so he um, is in the presence of the king and has an opportunity to share with the king his burden and to ask help uh, from the king to mm -hmm. fulfill this mission. That mm -hmm. I really appreciated the last episode that we did on identity and mm -hmm. mission. I don't know who was on that show, but I think some of you were on that show. <laughs> and that uh, it's not about, about doing, mm -hmm. but it's about knowing. And knowing who you are, being mm -hmm. uh, your inner, inner, inner identity, and here there is, we see there's a difference with Nehemiah on what he's doing, uh, what he's and what he's called to do. Yeah. And uh, what what is the primary difference of those two things? Well, there are situations in Scripture where clearly the vocation of the individual is also their calling, mm -hmm. right? The two do overlap. Yeah, they yes, overlap. Yes, yes, and so, yes. like the mission of Jesus Christ was very yes. clear, right? He was called to to you know, heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, and you know, you know, the makes the lame to walk again, and cause the blind to see. That's right. right. So, <laughs> amen. Right. So, anything? Else? I know that's what we just automatically. Okay, yeah. we got. All right. So that was so. So the the mission of Jesus and his vocation overlapped, and in this case, Jesus didn't even have a vocation. He quit his job as a carpenter and then went into full time ministry. He was supported by the help of others, right? Those, the famous uh, quote of Jesus, you know, foxes have holes to live in, but the Son of Man does not have a place to lay his So in this case, the vocation of Christ and his calling overlapped. But in the case of Nehemiah, it's not, it's, it's not so, right? Mm -hmm. Nehemiah is the king's cupbearer. Mm -hmm. This is his calling. Why is he the king's cupbearer? This is a result of circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, as Jonathan already mentioned, you know, he's, he's, he's a descendant of the exiles uh, of Israel, mm -hmm. and he found himself in this position, a high position of honor mm -hmm. uh, through circumstance, through talent, through whatever, through, uh, through providence or luck. Now, even though circumstances have placed him there, there's a burden on his heart that's larger than circumstances. It surpasses circumstances, and this is not his his vocation, but this is now his calling, mm -hmm. and that's a difference. The, the shock of, of chapter one, the shock of chapter one is this individual, in many ways, is a young professional. Mm -hmm. He is enrolled in a very high falutin corporate corporate position mm -hmm. uh, with government or nonprofit or maybe profit mm -hmm. or profit profitable uh, corporate sector, and he's he's using all of his skills, his education, his talents, all whatnot. And the edict had gone out for all the Jews to return back home, and for whatever reason. This guy is still here. Mm -hmm. uh, whether he's there and still being a faithful person and wanting to do the will of God there, or whether he's just hiding from the will, we have no idea. That's mm -hmm. not revealed in Scripture. But this is uh, the shock in chapter 1 is the two come to collide, mm -hmm. and he needs to make a decision mm -hmm. here. And uh, what, is our, what is it about uh, the modern gener the current generation that the two have separated? That, hey, I can do whatever I want to do and make money, and then I can also do God's will on the side. Like, is that a viable combination, a viable life? John? Everyone's looking at me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Jonathan. Well, um, I think it's interesting here in Nehemiah, actually, in mm. chapter 1. In Nehemiah, when he introduces himself, he introduces himself first as a sinner. He does not say anything about being a cupbearer. That's the last uh, thing he says in, in uh, chapter 1. Mm. But first he recognizes, 
I'm a sinner. Uh, I'm part of the people that have n have failed God and, mm -hmm. and the call that God has put on His people. Mm -hmm. So He recognizes His failure there. Um, and then He slowly but surely, this, this understanding of His calling emerges in His life. So I think as we, as we go through life, uh, we need to pause sometimes and ask ourselves, Lord, and kind of, kind of uh, recalibrate our, my situation. Who am I? We talked about that identity. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what, who is God and what has God revealed to me? Mm -hmm. um, and so when I recognize my position before God, God can then lead me into the right direction. So whether, it doesn't really matter what profession I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And as we said, sometimes it can overlap and that is what God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. But it can be that God has a different path for you. So we need to ask ourselves, uh, Lord, I am a sinner. This is my position. I need you. Um, please show me that calling you have upon my life. And in some situations, we are to remain in those positions because the two do overlap. Right. And in the case of here, he leaves exactly. that position mm -hmm. altogether. And that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. how, how is yeah. God's will uh, discerned, uh, dis uh, differentiated between you two? That's mm -hmm. a good question to ask. Kelly. Yeah. It just reminds me, so I'm, I'm going to move abroad soon, and people have asked, like, oh, why? Are you going to be a missionary? And they're probably annoyed with my responses, but I'm like, well, I'm always a missionary, so yes. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's not even supposed to be like a holier-than-thou response, but it's like, I don't, just missionary, you're always a missionary when yeah. you're a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just like it has him being a cupbearer. Holy snark. Holy yeah, snark. <laughs> holy snark, that's right. Yeah. Um, but just this idea that you don't have to, you guys, I know we've talked about this, but I just I keep wanting to say it, is that you don't have to be full-time ministry in this idea that we kind of like, you're, you don't get paid from anything. Like that, you, we are all called to full-time ministry. It just looks different each time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen, amen. I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's go to Good some text. Yes, amen. <laughs> let's go to Appreciate some texts here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. And these are some principles we found from Scripture to discern the will of God uh, and to give us principles on how to differentiate 10. the circumstances we're in. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. 10, 31. I can read it. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Go for it. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, so we talked about in episode two that the, one of the sources of God's will, the foundation, is knowing the, the, the scripture. So from this passage, there are some passages in scripture where the principle needs to be mined out. Maybe it's a narrative, maybe it's a poem, and you'd be like, all right, he's saying this, but what can I get out of it? You've got to extrapolate it out. And then there's other verses where the principle is just like, do 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 right there and, right. and, and forward. Yeah. I think this is one of those verses. <laughs> uh, verse 31, whatever you eat, whatever you do, what, do all for the glory of God. Yeah. This is, it speaks, it, it, I'll say something now. Okay. <laughs> yes, call on you, now. but yes, go for it. <laughs> well, I'm afraid that you might, so I'm like, oh, I, got, I better say, <laughs> say it, something. Say it, say it. I better say something. So, um, <laughs> it, it, in, in all of Scripture, we have the fact that God cre has created us. Mm. All of His creation is designed to give honor and glory to Him, right? That, that's the whole point of the whole purpose of worship. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what, as He's creating in Genesis chapter 1, mm -hmm. the climax of that creation is humanity. Mm -hmm. And He gives the, the beautiful task to humanity to, to, to represent His image. A lot of times we've talked about like, man, this, you know, if we take it from a legalistic perspective, how could God do that? He's so self-centered. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to reflect the image of God and give Him honor and glory or whatever. He must be a power-hungry God. This is not the case. Actually, representing or reflecting the image of God is the greatest of all uh, of all uh, uh, responsibilities. responsibilities, thank Good you, yeah. responsibilities, yes, yeah. uh, of all um, responsibilities, right, <laughs> okay. and so um, 
callings, callings. the greatest of all callings. That's what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> why is that the case? Because God is eternal. And so in every aspect of creation, he's given along with the creation, he gives it a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. The purpose of the sun, moon, and stars are to serve as signs, seasons, days, and years. When he gets down to the creation of humanity, he says, you have the privilege mm -hmm. of reflecting the image of God. This is an eternal privilege. Mm -hmm. And I often tell people the reason why heaven's going to be so awesome is not because we get to play with the bears and, you know, we get to <laughs> wrestle with the tigers and slide down the noses. And, uh, yeah, I am. But <laughs> at, at some point, at some point, that's going to become boring. What makes heaven heaven is the fact that we have this great eternal purpose to be able to do everything to the honor the and the glory of God, God to reflect his image mm -hmm. in our being. Mm -hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at how do we know when we should leave a profession, leave a, leave a, a position of work, or whether we should stay there. Stay with us after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back, friends. We are talking about the difference between career and calling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always ask, uh, you know, when I, when I talk to campus ministry students, and uh, these people, the modern condition uh, has, has bifurcated. Again, I love that word, bifurcate. We know. We know. Has separated <laughs> your calling from your profession. Mm -hmm. So I can work a 9-to-5 job, I earn money, but then I can fulfill my calling in my other, other positions. But uh, it's, it's, it's separating the spiritual call from my daily, uh, daily work to subsist and, 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 and make, 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 make money. But the question is, as a Christian who follows the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. and who espouses all his teachings and wants to push the gospel forward and is this vibrant, spiritual, you know, wonderful, happy person, can they have an honest relationship with Jesus working as a nuclear scientist on, on bombs? You know, if, if they're working from 9 to 5 and their job is to produce, you know, nuclear weapons energy, yeah, hey, that's, 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 that, that's cool. But weapons of mass destruction, my, 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 I am contributing to a worldview to eliminate life. And then afterwards I give a Bible study unto people. There's a certain contradiction that modernity has not addressed. And so this verse in chapter First Corinthians ten thirty one says, "Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God." Really, all the time, mm -hmm. not just on the weekend or after work. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where the two should come together. But if not, separation must occur at a certain mm -hmm. point. You need yeah. to disengage, even though you're making all that money, even though you're maybe paying tithe on it, even though that money may be used to uh, to sustain some some mission in some part of the world. Uh, you are not doing that for the glory mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. So other principles we can get from, from this verse. Kelly. Um, going back to one of your earlier questions mm. about how do we know if we should stay somewhere or mm -hmm. go somewhere else as far as like a job goes, um, part of it does come back to, so your words bifurcate, my word is providence. Mm -hmm. um, and that is God's providence in our life. And that is seeking to glorify God in whatever place that we are. So I think about how I became a teacher. Mm. Uh, I became a teacher because in high school, I really just thrive as a writer and reader. It just comes easy to me. And so I helped my classmates learn to write better and to you know, construct their essays. Like, Kelly, you're a good teacher. I'm like, cool, moving on. Like, what grades were these? 
what grade? Mm -hmm. High school, high so school. Mm -hmm. ninth through 12th grade. Cool. Um, and so I just, I really enjoyed doing that, but I wasn't thinking like, I will now strategize for my future career trajectory. It mm -hmm. was just, I'm being helpful and I'm sharing my gifts with those around me and I'm being patient and helping people. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that went to another job. I went to like a part-time job I was teaching and I liked it more and more and, and then God opened doors. And so even... Providence. Providence, mm -hmm. right. But I even think about Joseph, right? Um, so Joseph, he served faithfully in Potiphar's house and he wasn't thinking, I will someday become second in power in Egypt. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But he's being faithful in what he's being given. And so then by the time he is in charge, he's like, well, granted, this is a lot bigger than Potiphar's house, but I understand the aspects of management and of organization, of mm -hmm. honesty and integrity because he's already been serving. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like a huge culture shock when God took him to somewhere crazy. Mm -hmm. So a lot when we choose to honor God in every different part of our life, God can use that to take us to better places. Mm. Mm -hmm. Going back to uh, 1 Corinthians 11 here, it says, oh, whatever 11? you, um, sorry, 1 Corinthians 10, 10. verse 31, yeah. okay. whatever you do, you know, glorify God uh, with it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's very important. This is a crucial point. Sometimes we don't know what is God's calling in my life. And it, it's a process of learning and, and mm -hmm. seeing. And, and really God's calling is not just one thing always. Sometimes it might be, you know, like Moses, go and take your people out of Israel and bring them to the promised land. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's dynamic. It changes over time. But what counts is faithfulness today. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness today and doing to the best of my ability and with relying on Christ what God has given me to do today, and He will, through providence, lead me. Yeah. Amen. I, I really appreciate that because it really speaks to my current experience, actually. Um, as I said, you know, I was led into being a teacher slowly since high school. Mm. And even going through college, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher, and that's like what I'm going to be. And I still love teaching. I've been a high school English teacher, among other kinds of teachers, for the past seven years. Mm. And I love it. But... Um, I really sense that God is calling me to a completely different career right now, mm. and that is full-stack web development, mm. which has nothing to do with English oh, teaching. Well, what? Full-stack. It means front-end and back-end. Okay, got it. I'll talk to you about it later. Mm. So that's what I'm changing to. You can teach to. me about that. I can. Yeah. I can. Um, and it, it's been really hard because for me, like, my identity is I'm a teacher. Mm. I'm a high school English teacher, and if I'm not that, that means I'm failing God. Mm -hmm. And I don't get that really from the Bible or from my devotions, but I get it from my self-judgment mm -hmm. and even judgment of others being like, Kelly, that's sweet that you have other dreams, but clearly God's calling you to be a teacher. Yeah. And their reasoning is, well, you're good at being a teacher. And I appreciate that. And I do think that God often, if not like always, calls us into places of our gifts. But I don't think God only gives us one gift and mm. says, use that one. And if you use any other ones, you're disobeying me. Mm. Right. That God can, God can take me somewhere else. And I'm changing careers even because as much as I love teaching, I don't think I can balance yeah. that with the family that I'm going to have. Right. And so that my ministry now shifts from all of my students to a family I'm going yeah. to have and raise. Well, and yeah. so as I priorities change many times our jobs can but i'm still called to be a missionary mm. and i'm still called to be faithful i'm still called to invest in people and just because it changes a little bit between nine and mm -hmm. five doesn't mean i'm disobeying god mm -hmm. and that's really where the story yeah. of nehemiah is kind of a reflection of that now i'm not saying that your teaching position wasn't the right place i think god led yeah, you yeah. to that clearly you were ministering to kids and so on but in nehemiah we don't know if he got into this position because god brought him there or if it was just you know the natural experience right. he had but the beautiful thing is that even if you right now might be in a position that is not where God wants you to be, mm -hmm. as soon as you open yourself up to, to, to let God change the direction, He can use you in that position where you are right now yeah. 
make something amazing and lead you to the next point, as he did with Nehemiah, where he yeah. said, you know, well, we're going to take all the money from the king to build the walls <laughs> of Jerusalem. While we're here, might as well. Exactly. <laughs> also, those skills that he learned during that time yes. become crucial for this next stage mm -hmm. in his calling. So whatever she's doing uh, in the future, uh, her teaching skills and her full stacking skills uh, will, will yeah. somehow <laughs> come into play later on. The, yeah. the Lord is, even though we don't have this bird's eye view, the Lord has this cumulative view mm -hmm. in the larger picture. Yeah. I want to ask you, um, in, in Nehemiah chapter 1, it's very clear that he did not have this before, but he, had, he, he developed a, after talking to Hanani, he had a burden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had a burden for the homeland, hometown, the, the Jerusalem. It, it, it developed. It got to him to be on his knees for, for several months. He's praying, he's crying, he's sitting down, he's fasting, all these things. Mm -hmm. And then so the question is, how many of us is, is burden a factor in our calling? Mm -hmm. And then so that, that's not the question. Yeah. But with the burden, sometimes you don't have the financial stability to fulfill that burden, mm -hmm. right? I want to go out there and do X, Y, or Z, but I have no money. So how do you balance financial stability with the burden that you perceive that God has called you to do? Mm. Great well, question. Great question. <laughs> I don't know if there's I don't know if there's an answer I don't know if there's an answer to that kind of a question. Mm. Sometimes God calls us to move to move sometimes God calls us to move in faith in these kinds of situations. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and this was certainly the case in in the lives of his disciples, right? Mm -hmm. He said, "Go without a purse and then I'm going to show you the power of God." to uh you know to to move yes now i think what's what's critical for us to note is the fact that especially living in today's society mm -hmm. we have to be responsible with the burden that god has yes. called us to do and in very few cases does god call us to move in 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 a way that that will never will god call us to move in a way that's irresponsible mm -hmm. so it's always important for us to to always test the call that god has given to us and how do you do that I think you tested by what Jonathan has already said, what, what, what Kelly has always, al already said, and that is that there are many times when the, when the ultimate burden mm -hmm. is never fully revealed. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah does not know what the end of his life story is going to mm -hmm. be. Uh, Kelly does not know what the end of her life story is going to be, if she's ever going to go back in a teaching or if she's going to go into another different kind of profession. God doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. what, what, what Jonathan was saying is that God reveals himself in a dynamic way because our calling is many times dynamic, mm -hmm. right? And what, what, what matters most is faithfulness right now mm -hmm. in what I'm called to do. And as I'm faithful in what I'm doing now, then God begins to expand that in his own timing. Case in point is what uh, Callie was saying in the life of Joseph, right? Joseph is literally a slave. And then he goes from being a slave to being a criminal in jail. And then he goes from being a criminal in jail to leading an entire nation, the, the, the wealthiest and strongest nation of that time. Mm -hmm. You think, how in the world is a criminal going to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, God was preparing him to do that, mm -hmm. unbeknownst to him. Mm -hmm. And so what I, faithfulness in what I do now, faithfulness in how I manage my money now, mm -hmm. faithfulness in how I manage my education now, and how I manage my relationships now will ultimately determine what kind of mm. life calling I have in the future. But I have to also take into consideration the life calling yeah. of the immediate presence right now. Mm -hmm. I love this, 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 this uh, picture that's emerging from this, these weeks of studies that we've had mm -hmm. thus far. Is that I, I appreciate what you said sometime in some episode, somewhere around the Jonathan, you said something about <laughs> that, 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 that the Bible, especially the Hebrew Bible, always has this holistic picture of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you look at life trajectories, 
that God also has this holistic picture of our, of our lives, trajectories mm-hmm. in mind as well. So, mm-hmm. for example, that we have this thing going on, and then too often in our modern sense, we're like, well, this, is, this was one stage of my life. Mm-hmm. And now this is a new stage. It's completely different, completely unrelated, and now it's just kind of, and i got to figure it out. And then it's like, well, now it's my next chapter, next chapter. And they're all not related, on, unconnected, and you guys got to refine yourself at every stage. Yeah. But, but God, although we also have a holistic picture of ourselves, God has a holistic picture of our lives yeah. so that each is connected in the, in the story of Joseph, uh, yeah. especially, and Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. They're all connected. Yes. One feeds into another. And it's, it's almost this, this masterpiece of, of, of art emerges that you can only appreciate when you look back. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in reflection yeah. and remembrance, so like, wow, Eyesight. like, this happened, this happened, and this, from my point in life here. Right. And it's yeah. it's a really cool yes. place to be with God yeah. when that occurs. It gives you incredible peace when you think about it, that that's the way God looks at your life. Yeah. That that gives me, the, that's the peace of God, the path of all understanding, knowing that uh, He's guiding my life, and even though I might not understand every step of the way, I can know and for sure that when I look back, I will not want it to be have been any other way, mm-hmm. uh, except more faithfulness in the process. I know we have all been unfaithful. We need to trust right. God every moment, but um, that gives me a joy and also confidence that um, the next step will be revealed when it needs to be revealed. Let's be faithful today. Mm-hmm. And God will never waste any experience that He is that He that that He makes us yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. What is um, what what's important about God's method of revealing? Uh, purpose and and bestowing burden is that in the end it comes down to that that text that we that we read the purpose of creation is to bring honor and glory to god and if god were to lead us allow us to form our own paths Mm -hmm. to our to the fulfillment of our own purpose and vision Mm. we would be tempted to think i arrived here on my own Mm. and many times god doesn't reveal it so that at the end of uh, our life at the end of the trajectory when we look back we say Actually, I had nothing to do with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. God led me to this yeah. place, yeah. like totally in the in the life of Joseph. Right? He looks back. Yeah. No criminal has ever has. No one has ever accomplished yeah, yeah. what Joseph has accomplished. Yeah. Why? Because it's humanly impossible to do yeah. so. Yeah. And I think that that's why God, at, in moments in time, reveals only a partial fulfillment of His will in our lives, so that we would be faithful in what we're doing today and not be overwhelmed by the green pastures on the other side of the fence. What's so beautiful in this whole process is that um, we're called, as we read earlier, to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Uh, That God chooses us, the the mess that we are, (laughs) as messed up as we are, to glorify Himself, to reveal His character to this world. That means it's His responsibility to make our lives a success uh, so that He can be glorified. I just take great comfort in knowing that. It's one thing to say, like right now, oh, I glorify God, Mm -hmm. right? And it's my my punctiliar, just in a statement. But it's another thing to say, in my whole life, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as I look back, my whole history, and then because of my whole history and my present and the hope of the future, My whole life glorifies God. I mean, yeah. that's an incredible, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an incredible thought. Yes. How many of you out there want to say, want to give your lives to God and glorify the Lord with your life trajectory? That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next week on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. 
Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.